Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Game one of the World Series happened last night and it was an absolute doozy. Fantastic game of baseball on the biggest stage. Let's talk all about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy, and in the studio we have Jake, Trevor, and BBD's there, but just ran away to go let Pita Moylan in the building. We were streaming the game last night. Now we're recapping it here. Um, just, yeah, a really doozy of a game, Jake. I'm excited for your burn, because there's a lot of moments in here that are like mm. small little wild, weird things. This was a crazy game. We were watching this, live streaming. We'll be live streaming again tonight. World Series game one. Down five. Extra innings. Sheesh. It was everything you could hope for in a game one. I mean, we had all the storylines. Good defense, bad defense, timely hitting, homers, Kyle Tucker, Abraham Lincoln doing it, and my guy, JT Rio Muto, hot boy with the freaking flavor saver. I hope that's in your burn today. I hope it is. Could be a long series. Okay. Yeah. Are we ready for that? Oh, we're not because... You don't have the music because Bieber's is gone. Oh, waiting for Bieber's to get back. All right. Waiting to get Moylan. There were so many things that happened in this game. That's what we were talking about before. It's like, I hope we don't forget any of them because there was, there was like 12 defining moments of this game. It, I mean, we were on the edge of our seats. We were standing up. Uh, I was nervous. Like, I was legitimately nervous yeah. for both sides in that game. There were some pressure packed moments, man. Like, Bohm playing great defense at third base, like making some incredible plays. Sheesh. That's the first time I've ever said that. Feels good. No, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Feels good. <laughs> There's going to be moments we forget. I mean, I started making the the a little breakdown of the end of it and editing it together, and it, just in the last eight outs, it's like every out was like, I was like, oh, my God, that's kind of a thing. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a thing, you know, so – it's crazy. Like that, the bottom of the ninth inning is a ball drops in a stolen base replay. That's impossible. Like crazy to tell. Then Castellanos makes the catch. It's like, oh, that was just two outs. That was wild on the box about. score. Altuve not hustling out of the box only gets the first base. And we knew he was trying to steal. And has anyone gotten the pop time yet on JT? Peter had it live. Yeah, Peter had it live. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> he's seen a lot of ball. Didn't even have a clock in Australia. He knows ball. I think we're ready, Beavers. Let's burn it. Mm. Burn this baby down. Mm. Oh. Oh. Game one of the fall classic in classic it was. The city of brotherly love, Austin's brother, Aaron on the hill for Billy versus Justin Verlander in the AL champion Astros. Bottom two, King Tuck. Kyle goes big fly to kick off the scoring. one nothing. Make it two after Martin Maldonado gets the RBI single. Bottom three, and Kyle tells Nola to go tuck himself. 
Aaron gives up five runs and 4.1 all to Tucker. 5-0. Woo-woo. Houston. Would the Phillies offense have the answer? Castellanos RBI single. Are we having a Bowman? Alec with the two RBI double, three to five. And then JT gets real mudo when he says, tie me up, daddy. Five to five after five. It would stay that way until the 10th. Free baseball, Castellanos catch, boom play. But it was one more JT swing that made it a special night in Philly. Apo Taco Homer in the 10th. D-Rob Houdini holds on in the Phillies. Take game one in Houston, 6-5 final. Good stuff, Jake. Good stuff. Was that burn brought to us by anyone? That burn was brought to you by Roman. <laughs> got it. You got yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of high testosterone stuff going on on the field Absolutely, last night. Yes. And Roman, they have their T support. If you don't have the confidence, uh, if you know you have this going on, testosterone is so important to men's fitness and health. Sex drive, Trev? Got it in spades. Muscle? Yep. Bone mass? Of course. Thought we already just talked about that. If this is something you're dealing with, low testosterone, why would you not get in touch with Roman, the people who are focused on this and their Roman T support? Go to GetRoman.com slash talking today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of Roman T support. It's GetRoman.com slash talking. I like that. Bone support? Bone support. If I would have had that, then maybe I wouldn't have broke my uh, forearm. Maybe. AJ Pollock. Oh, How do you guys want to go through this game? Mm. I mean, I got like some talking points I want to hit. Jake just recapped it for us. Do you want to stay pitching, starting pitching, bullpen decisions? What do you want, Trev? I think we stay, We start with the starters because this was a matchup of two guys who, you know, we thought were going to take advantage of the five-day layoff and, and, and put up some zeros. And it didn't happen that way. And for Nola, it was, it was really just one guy. Uh, Tucker with the good swing. I think he hit a changeup out first. Then he hit the heater out, um, 89 and 95. Uh, but he was missing over the middle of the play. Both guys were. I think you probably have some stats on Verlander and the swings and misses on his breaking stuff. But we noticed the Phillies kind of like putting putting the barrel of the bat on the ball. They were fouling pitches off. They weren't necessarily barreling them up, but they weren't being fooled. They weren't fooled by Verlander stuff at all, and it just ended up catching up to him. And then there was a moment, James, and I don't know how you feel about this. It was the top of the fifth when he goes back out. And this has been like a common theme in the playoffs. Nobody was up in the bullpen in enough time. Like he struggled through the fourth a little bit there. He starts off the fifth, puts the runners on. Like somebody has to be up. And there wasn't anybody up anybody up in time. Rio Muto ends up getting him off the wall, ties the game up. And I think if you could look to one moment where a manager kind of – Zooed the pitching decision a little bit. It might have been that. Like other than that, I thought they handled the game really well. Topper did a really good job navigating that bullpen. Um, but I think right there, you you just have to when you see Verlander struggling like that, and if someone's on base right away, like you have to get someone up and someone up quick. It didn't happen last night. Yeah, I mean uh, at that point. I saw a lot of reporters and people on Twitter saying, "Why bring him even back out? Like he's clearly struggling." They just got to him. You have a deep 
deep bullpen that hasn't really pitched this much this postseason because you've you've swept the two series you're in and you have a game after this and then uh, an off day to go on the road. So I was surprised Not I wasn't not surprised they brought Verlander out. I was surprised they had no one warming and it wasn't like um, as soon as Marsh gets on. okay, dude, let's just like let the other guys take over this and get out of this. But they kept going. And I don't know, but we love like when they put trust in their guys, but it just didn't seem like it seemed like he was grinding. Like he goes down, he goes through the first nine, I think one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, or there, maybe there's a double play or something, but I think he didn't allow a base runner the first time through the order. But to me, and I was saying on the stream, I was like, he doesn't have a swing and miss yet. They fouled off 30% of his pitches. They had 27 foul balls. And if he was throwing a breaking ball or a fastball top of the zone, the Phillies bats and credit to them for being home runner bust. They were just playing spoiler all night. Like they had some long, long at bats. I think it, it's funny, you know, Nola, they get to Nola. Tucker gets to Nola. I mean, two homer game, like un, unreal, right? The the fifth guy you mentioned in that Astros lineup. Uh, and Tucker has his special day that Nola, we're debating in the live stream lounge, do you pull him? Do you let him go? Is it, you know, uh, do you go bullpen by committee and find out what you got going on? Do we get our guy Gibby in there? I know you were texting with him, Trev. And do you see if, if Gibby's got something for you this series? Uh they let Nola ride, and most, more importantly to that, they let him ride because the Phillies started getting to Verlander. And then I think the, the funny part there, yeah, I mean, giving him that leash and then seeing how short they were with some of their good relievers. I mean, Montero throwed an, threw an inning, eight pitches. Uh, Naris only came in for one batter. He threw five pitches. Um, that the whole game, when Nola was getting hit, we started getting worried about the Phillies and how many outs they were going to be able to get from Alvarado, Eflin, Ranger, Suarez. What a big cojones performance by him. Sir Anthony and D-Rob at the end. That the Astros actually end up being the ones that came up putting Luis Garcia in extra innings, which, don't get me wrong, the kid's a stud, but traditionally a starting pitcher, hasn't pitched in a while. The one pitch to Real Muto ends up being the difference when everyone else did their job that, yeah, if you take Verlander out earlier and you go to Abreu or Naris or whoever it is, you can't let the Phillies catch up to five. We all said, like, the Phillies need to get their five off of Verlander. And they ended up doing it, and then they got shut out until the 10th inning. So, uh, yeah, man, that was a... What a good game, man. I mean, I don't mind having Garcia in there at all at that point. I know you have other options. They brought in Stanek. He gets a strikeout. But Garcia's been great all year. He has, He's looked good in the playoffs. Like, I don't mind that. JT just put a really good swing on that 3-2 pitch. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, Topper had his work cut out for him. We, we kind of know, like, okay, the guys that he trusts in that bullpen. It's obviously Alvarado. He brought him in in a huge lane. He comes in with one out in the, in the fourth, right? Or one out in the fifth. Uh, gets Alvarez, gets Bregman there. Um, and then after that, like Eflin is a guy that we're like, you know, it's a little dicey when he's out there, but Topper's got a lot of trust in him. And I guess that that means something because he goes out there and does the job. He throws one and a third, uh, only one hit. He does walk somebody. And then you're right, Ranger comes in and, and kind mm. of a strange role he's in right now. And just, he's just, yeah, doesn't care. Like he, 
I like we were talking about last night, like when D Rob came in, it looks like he's stoic and has a slow heartbeat. Ranger just is in there like this is fun. This is a game that I know how to play and I'm really good at it. And what's to worry about? That's kind of what I see when I when I see him on the mound. He just is like, okay. Just baseball. I'm good at this. The Bregman thing was awesome. Mm. I don't know if people probably like didn't even like really catch that. Snatches the ground ball, throws it up to himself, <laughs> catches it with his bare hand, and then just takes his time and just fires it over there and makes Bregman. I was talking about this last time on the stream. When you ground out to the pitcher, you don't really want to run to first base. You want to crawl in a hole and just not look at anybody. But because Ranger kind of like took his time, he makes Bregman like give the run a shame down to first base. It's pretty good, man. But Topper did it last night with his bullpen, the way he ran that. Awesome. My unsung hero for the Phillies is Bryson Stott. Bryson Stott saw 31 pitches in five at-bats, a 6.2 pitches per plate appearance. Now, he only had two walks, went over three with two walks. He made every play that came to him at short. It turned a nice double play. But his at-bat in the top of the fourth inning, where Verlander thought, I'm just going to overpower this rookie with fastballs. And he went fastball, 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 seven fastballs. And then Verlander caped and was like, okay, shit, I can't overpower this rookie with fastballs. Let me try the curveball. So he goes curveball, 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 spoiled, 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 spit on, spit on, and works the walk 10 pitches. That inning, I mean, if he gets him one, two, three there, the pitch counts looks way different. Uh, the results look different. I thought that was a huge at bat by by Stott, and then he had another one later in the game, off of was it Neris? We 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 were talking about that how how good he looked and some of the mechanical adjustments. Like he's, his posture was a little bit different trying to get to that high heater with Verlander. He also looked good in the field too, you know, making the routine plays that he needed to make, rolling some double plays when he needed to roll double play. Like he uh. He's been pretty impressive, man. Bryson from Vegas. Mm. Stanek in the uh, 10th. The walk in the 10th was another good walk by uh, Bryson Stott. Yeah, I mean, Jim, I, I was pretty shocked looking back in the box score. Seeing 0 for 3 with two walks. That kind of looks like a bad box score. And Stott. So that's what I'm Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unsung. Like, I don't think people are going to talk about him that much. But <laughs> with, with Gene, Gene Segura below him just swinging at everything. A little 0 for 5. Uh, no, Stott and Marsh both had some big time at bats. Marsh started their second rally to tie it up at five. And, uh, yeah, let, let's be honest. I mean, we all had a moment where it was five, nothing Astros. And it was like, oh boy, has the train left the station is, is what, what are these Phillies going to have? Cause if they play like they have been five runs, ain't a lot, which you can't say that for a lot of baseball teams, like a postseason game. And they they did the damn thing, dude. And, I mean, Schwarbo, it was funny. You know, we were talking about the layoff a little bit coming into the series. It, you saw guys get dialed in a little closer, a little closer, especially that first time through for the Phillies. And it is just to navigate Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos. And I'm putting Bohm in there, man. Uh, Bohm, you want to talk about a guy that's not scared. Um First pitch, Yacker from Verlander. He drives that double. That's two more runs. Instead of 5-1, it's 5-3. to three. Yep. Like, he's not scared right now at all. At all. Made nice plays at third. 
the guy who's been getting defensively subbed out. And then at the same time in this game, Pena has one. It went off the pitcher's glove, goes off his glove. They ruled it a hit. Could have easily been an error. Um, but, yeah, that's when one-game playoffs and all the, the analytics people talk about whether it's luck or small sample size or whatever it is. End of the day, you got to make plays. And boom, made a couple big ones. Um, and that, that meat of the Phillies lineup, it continues to be everyone's problem this October. We were on stream, and Peter Moylan was calling for them to throw this game. And he said, "Just <laughs> let's call it. Let's save our good bullpen. Call it a wash. Five nothing. It's over." But we've seen five run innings in this postseason throughout. Uh, didn't happen all in one here, but to answer like that that quickly because it wasn't like, "Hey, we scored five runs in the seventh. It was like as soon as you guys are up, we're answering back, and that is the, that's the way you get back in the game, and you can actually feel like you're back in the game. Like if you have to wait, and you're putting some desperation runs late, it doesn't feel the same. But if you put them up right away in the third and the fourth, it makes a big difference, man. And uh, they uh, – what a game, dude. There, there's just so many things we're, like, we're forgetting about. Like Maldonado, when his knock, when Chaz McCormick ends up taking off. We were asking, is he going to steal? And I didn't think he was going to. Two strikes goes, he steals. Maldonado shoots the ball right in second base. They go up to nothing. Like it, it felt like real baseball last night, man. Like a little bit of everything. Yeah, the Phillies didn't have a home run until the the sixth run. You know, it was five to five, and the Astros did it on the home run. And the Phillies, who are supposed to only be able to do it on the home run, did it by fouling off pitches. Uh, did it by Castellanos completely selling out and just poking that curveball to get on base, which then leads to bomb come up, bomb come up. Who'd been swinging at everything? He had seen. Uh, five pitches, five swings at that point against Verlander. And and there's fastball, curveball, slider, slider, curveball. Swung at all of them, and he gets the double. So the Phillies, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a fully changed approach or just obviously they hit homers. That's what they do. But they got those five runs by getting on base and, and keeping it going, um, passing the baton any way possible. Castellanos also a little unsung hero here. He just was going Big with time. that to get to that curveball to go with that hit after that at bat being down 0-2 and then curveball out of the zone and him be like, whatever, I'll get on. And then making the catch, which is a big moment in right field yeah. uh, with the Jeremy Pena catch where he goes turtle back again. Yep. Like, you know, it's kind of the Phillies. They all played their part where the Astros, it was the Kyle Tucker game. There was there was some artistry in the small moments, man. Moment that would get overlooked. In that fourth inning where the Phillies punch back for the first time, line drive from Real Muto in Verlander's glove squeezes out. And so they get one out, but could that have been a double play? There would have been three outs in the inning. It would have been double play. Reese was so far off the base. He even said after the game, he's like, yeah, I was done. I was toast. But Verlander, he zooed it. Well, you know what, Trev? Text Reese right now Mm. and say, credit to you for being so far off the base. You got Verlander's eyes hungry, yeah. and he dropped the ball because he did. He if still could have got him at second base too. <laughs> Verlander was so excited to turn that double play, and he he forgot to catch the ball fully at first. Where we saw Gene Segura do that last series, yep. and this series he gets the inning and in, or on a double play attempt. They don't turn the double play because you credit him, Travin, like secure that out at second, and he did, and he took a little more time to gather and make sure he really had the ball in his glove before turning it. That was the ground ball to Bohm 
when he took the extra step, set his feet to throw it to him. Yeah, that was Philly's D, man. We've we've been talking about it. Him, <laughs> Castellanos and Bohm, two guys that I probably was worried about at the beginning Damn. of the playoffs. I think I even said those two guys' names. Bohm looked incredible at third base. He made some really nice plays there. We talked about the bounce pass uh, to get. I think it was to get Maldonado as well. Um, and then yes, Castellanos on on that on that little blooper that he caught. He took one look in and realized that nobody was there and it was his ball and he freaking made a great ran a great Go route. Get it. He ran a great route Go right to it. that thing and you don't see him make a lot of plays like that. And man, it's bottom nine. It's tied up. Like yes. you you came back from five down, but you are in Houston. Bottom nine. Sir Anthony's second inning of work, I think. And Altuve gets on, which looks like LOL Phillies defense. Marsh takes two steps back. They were playing super deep. Ball drops in. Altuve should have got to second there. Oh, my gosh. He doesn't. So what does he do? He steals the base. First pitch. First pitch, <laughs> and you get the the most bang-bang play you'll see. I mean, you could rewatch that a thousand times, and you get 500 different opinions. Well, you get two different opinions 500 times. 500 different opinions would be wild. 500 different yeah. opinions would be nuts. I think this like, is soccer. Like, focus on the play, man. <laughs> if Altuve doesn't steal second, I think that ball drops from Castellanos. They brought the outfielders in a little bit with the runner on second to make a play. Yeah, you'd, st- you'd still be playing no doubles, yeah, at that point. So it would, be, it would be first and third uh, with Jordan up. That never happens. Um, and, yeah, the Phillies... Once they survive that ninth, and we all felt it, get Bryce another at bat. He ended up not being the bad guy. Oh, he just got another hit. Knock. He just got another single. Knock. So I don't know, Bryce mid per. Um, Real Mudo. Three two. It was the yeah three two six pitch of the at bat, and uh, just kind of stays with it. Three forty six right field, two rows into the stands. I believe he said never faced Garcia before, so you're just trying to have a good at bat. When you when you're going up against na- or going up naked against a guy, mm. you know, it helps to work the count to get to three two. So you do see some pitches. I think he realized right there, like three two, maybe trying to go back door on me. Let's just again, let's just get the barrel, barrel. to the ball. You know, that wasn't a big swing. He wasn't trying to put him up um with a homer, but the pitch was elevated, puts the barrel there, sneaks it out to right field and He's a hero, man. And Kyle Tucker sitting there like, what the fuck happened? I put us up 5 nothing. I'm the hero. Don't you guys know that? And instead, yeah. no one cares about his two homers, which sucks. Like, that's a historic yeah, they were day cool, for him. man. That's crazy. That second at-bat was cool when Nolan knew nothing else was working, had to throw the fastball and because he, he already hit the change and he had no feel for the slider, and he knew that. And, uh... Comes with the fastball and it just gets bombed. The other, the other thing, I we're kind of weaving and through all of this, but well, one Jake, I think mid purse illegal. Oh, I didn't. We bleeped that out. So you're okay. the first time people have heard that. So now that's kind of on your. What is that? Well, what bleep happened? me out. What happened? Okay, it's double bleeped out. Double bleeped out. I don't know what's happening. I want to talk about D Rob at the end, but mm. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm jumping like all the way ahead. We're jumpers. I mean, 
Philly's bullpen as a whole needs to be talked about more, but it started off with D Rob because that was <laughs> that was that was cool. the craziest half inning to watch as a neutral fan that you're going to see this year. Game one of the World Series, D Rob and extra innings throwing, reaching back for ninety four a couple times. Okay, D Rob, but that was crazy through the heart of that order. And I guess yeah, I should say that my whole what to watch for or whatever on our on our World Series preview was that. You know, I, I said if the Phillies release their big, their bullpen, their guys, they need to win. Like, I, I don't think they can afford to burn these guys in a lo- losing effort. So I got a little scared there in the end because you had gone through Alvarado, Sir Anthony. You even brought Ranger in. You had you got the 1.1 out of Flynn, and now you're at D-Rob through Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker. Is that it? I mean, then, no. Yeah. What was that line at the end? What was the three? It, it was, was Alvarez first. Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker. Pena before Alvarez. Altuve before Pena. But they got D, a pretty nice D, start D, five D, there, don't they? So D, D, D-Rob, But D-Rob came in just for Jordan, right? Jordan, Bregman, Tucker, Gurriel, and then Aledmiz Diaz, the last... <laughs> Yeah, because we haven't even we talked haven't about the hit about by pitch. That. No, so many things happen. Oh. But this D Rob appearance, oh, I mean, we talked about it. He doesn't care. Like, we, are you going to walk your on? Are you going to pitch around him? The only guy he pitched around was Yuli. And I yeah. don't know if that was on purpose or he just lost his spot. But his fastballs to Jordan Alvarez made like, I don't yes. know, BBD, if you want to pull up our reactions, our audible reactions from the stream lounge. Every fastball he threw, the our entire room went, yes. mm. <laughs> like we were like on the Tower of Terror and we knew we were about to drop. <laughs> and that was scary as shit. Outside fastballs, 94 to Yordan with the Crawford boxes, mm. ballsy pitches and maybe dumb, but got through it. I'm curious to know what it looks like in the box because, you know, I face D-Rob in his prime. It's it's different. It, the ball looks a little different. He's got I don't I don't know if he's got excellent spin. That's what it seems like to me. Like his ball would just kind of like start at the bottom and stay there. Watching the game, I mean those balls were kind of middle middle. He got a lot away with a lot of pitches, especially that whatever that eighty three pitch was. <laughs> I think it was like a <laughs> slurve, the spinner, spinner thing. He got away with a few of those, and then when he needed to make a pitch on both Alvarez and Tucker, he found something. We talked about conviction or whatever the hell these pitchers talk about. Just throw the fucking ball. He found it, and he got nasty with these dudes. Two, he just buried them in the dirt. Strike three. Jordan and Tucker, two of the best left-handed hitters in the game. D-Rob does not care. I actually want to go look at his splits because he did feel way more comfortable with his approach to Jordan and Tucker lefties than the righties and I'm interested to see if that is if there's any realness to that or just kind of a feel of the day because those are the two scarier hitters but it felt like he knew his plan better against them we have a pitcher in the building I'm gonna ask you a question right now it seemed to me like he his arm slot like when he had a righty up there he was losing balls arm side and I think he was, like, worried about that. When you have the lefty and you have that clear lane on your arm side, you can finish a little bit better. Does that make any sense? He says maybe. 
Peter, a no, little better knows. versus lefties this year. Um, in every slash line, especially yeah. slugging, a 550 OPS to lefties, and very similar plate appearances, and a 629 OPS against righties. So maybe he is a little more comfortable versus lefties. I'm going to go look at what he throws to each side. And we teased it a little bit, but okay. Bottom 10 in Houston. Bregman, double off the wall. I mean, yep. G- gave it a little bit of a scare. He strikes out Tucker, which some some sicko stuff. Semi, I won't say intentional walk to Guriel. He made it, it looked very clear he wasn't giving Guriel something to handle, which is tricky with Guriel because he can handle yeah, he had good a number. second strike. They zone, showed his basically. numbers. He was like three for five. Three for or five, or five yeah. yeah. So he pitches around him, and part of the reason he does that is, I don't want to say the current hole on this Astros team, but their DH spot. Trey Mancini's in a funk right now. He's over for the playoffs. Oledmus Diaz pinch hits for him just because Mancini's at-bats have been tough. The 2-0 pitch, he kind of gives a little lean, and you're like, whoa, is he is he being the ultimate teammate? Is he going to get Chaz McCormick to the plate to open up his barbecue place if he hits a walk-off <laughs> homer? Oledmus Diaz, the third pitch, he leans in. Yes. And all of us saw it, and the ump called it. Credit to Blue. I mean, we talk about worlds, you know, it's World Series for everyone. You're an umpire to say on the fly that a guy's leaning into one. That's, that takes something. I mean, it was the right call and he made it. So I, you know, I I don't want to give him too much credit. But did you hear the Spanish broadcast of it? mm -mm. Like, so they have like the audio high up. They say Chaosco. I don't know if you can hear that, but that you can hear the um stay here, stay here. You fucking lean right into it. Oh wow. You know, on the one oh pitch That's what James Hoy the ump says. On the one oh pitch, he kind of gave the same thing. He kind of like put his shoulder in, ball two, and then two oh pitch, another backup off speed pitch. And it was just clear as day. I think the one oh pitch got it in uh Hoy's mind, and then the two oh well, pitch when he did it, he's like, dude, this is ridiculous. Got it in everyone's mind. I think if you look at the the, the our live reaction, we're like, dude, take it. Take it. Yeah. Get hit. And then the, and then he has the same thought, and then he's a little But it's uh, interesting to me. Okay, let's 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 hitters. really think about this a bit. We said we mentioned that that seems to be the Astros hole is the, the bench is isn't great for the Astros. It's not. You're sending up Elebmus Diaz with runners on second and third because there was a spiked curveball. You have a chance for a game-winning hit. And in his mind, he'd rather pass the baton and take – he doesn't mean anything. If he gets to first base, that doesn't mean anything. He might as well not even run the bases. Like, he'd rather walk than be up there trying to be a hero. And I don't want that out of a guy that I'm pitch hitting for or pinch hitting with in a World Series game. Then he goes up 3-0. And he's like, this is my only chance to get a heater. Takes a wild swing on a freaking bender. And then 3-1, ass out, ground ball to third base. Defense replacement, Edmundo Sosa comes in. That's scary. First ball. (laughs) Have a throw, kid. Boom, nails it. (laughs) But that bat by Diaz does not inspire any confidence in me. If I'm Dusty Baker, I'm like, you're probably not going to hit again in this World Series. I would have short-armed the shit out of that. He had some time, too. (laughs) So I I tweeted this, and I said it, but all right, you lean into the pitch, whatever. This is irrational of me. 
to do it with a pad on your elbow mm. pisses me off so much. Now, if he does that and he doesn't have protection, and I know that he's gonna, it's gonna sting and hurt, and that's a tough place, the right on the elbow to take a ball at eighty whatever miles per hour. I'm still like, good call, Blue, but all right, he has you tried and you got hurt for it. For it not to hurt him, to have a pad, yeah, soft as shit. That's what you get that pad, you feel invincible up there. Mm. I've made this point. I, I don't think you should be able to wear a pad on your elbow unless that's your throwing arm. I, How about I'm that? for it. That'll never fly because we want to keep everyone no. safe. But that's in my mind. You're, you're are you li- turning yeah. on hitters? You're a little. I think I, Trev might I, be pro whoa. injury. I'm not pro injury. <laughs> pro injury. Pro I'm pitcher. just saying, as a ball player, Jake, you know, when you see a guy with yeah. all that stuff on, like you're kind of a little soft. Yeah. Unless you got hit there, you might you might have gotten hit. Then you want to protect it from getting hit again. Sure. Say but that to Barry Bonds' face. Those I are, would. There's a lot of things about Barry Bond's arm piece that people talk about. Google that. Um, what else do they talk about? We that's need, something I have to Google? We need to, make, we need to make a fake political ad that's Trevor Plouffe campaigning for, like, pitchers. Like, hitters wearing arm gear. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I hate everyone. I'm, I'm turning in. into the guys that I hate. <laughs> wow. You want to dive My day, that? I never would have worn <laughs> that. Talking? Brian Dozier would have hit three homers last night. Brian Dozier loves high fastballs. He probably has great <laughs> stats against Verlander, if I had to guess. BBD's on it. BBD's on it. <laughs> Peter Moylan, what's why, Brian why have Dozier we mentioned Brian Dozier's against? name so much today? What else do we need from this game? Because we still gotta we gotta tee off what we're seeing tonight a little bit. I guess we've talked a lot about the Phillies side. On the Astros side, I mean, you get up 5 nothing, you get shut down by the bullpen. That's not a great feeling. Um, but I think you just shake this one off, and it's, it's tough. It's a tough loss. But Verlander ate it after the game, right? Because, I mean, now 0-6 in the World Series and gave up a 5-0 lead. And, I mean, I, I didn't hear the presser, but I, I saw the, the quotes that he was. Clayton Kershaw would be getting absolutely killed for this start. Brian Dozier is six for thirty-one off for oh, not great, not great. Four I didn't locks, see the quote. I didn't see the quotes, Jake. Do you have them? Uh, disappointing. My my team gave me a five-run lead, and I wasn't able to hold it. I feel really confident that ninety-nine percent of the time that I'm able to hold that lead. Unfortunately, I wasn't today. I need to do better. No excuses. He he gave that kind of presser. Well, good for him. Off Peter Moyle and Brian Dozier is one for eight. That's worse. So I can't believe I'm watching the Diaz bat now. I can't believe D Rob threw that 3 0 pitch. Yeah. Thinking he would chase it. It's a guy's desperate to get on base. And he swings 3 0 at a ball out of the zone. That's, I might, that's a bad at bat, Trev. It's one of the worst at bats I've seen. You think Dusty time. might not give him another at bat just because of how bad that at bat was? It, it reeked of desperation. And I'm not saying that, I mean, look, he's a great ball player, or, you know, I don't know what to say about him. I'm not trying to bang this guy too much, player. but it was a bad at bat, dude, ball in a big time situation where you want your dude trying to hit a single, not trying to get on base where his run means absolutely nothing. And then, yeah, kudos to JT for being like, fuck, the only chance this guy has right now is to jump a fastball 3 0. And he threw a wrinkle in it. It's true. 
D-Rob also is the one of the Astros that came out, uh, one of the players that came out and said, I'm still not over the 2017 Astros because he was in that ALCS as a, as a member of the Yankees and he was all still fired up or he was like, I'll never forget it. So maybe, you know, you have some piss and vinegar in D-Rob already to get through that and some balls of steel. And then you're like, oh, fucking cheating again. And then it just motivates him even more. He gave out a big old fired up fist pump. And you know what I think we need to do, Jim? Touch each other? I think you, me, D-Rob, Moilo, Ploofy, BBD, Uncle Jerry, whoever else is in, I say we strap up to the Rap Soto machine mm. and twirl it a little bit. You're, if you're listening to Talking Baseball, you probably heard of Rap Soto. Kind of change the game. Change the pitching game. Because you get that instant feedback, Peter. You see... That one went 18 inches. Oh, I got to tap into that again. Rap Soto, it's used by all 30 MLB teams. Bang. 1,200 colleges. Bong. Mm. 7,000 coaches. Data-driven sports technology analysis that helps athletes, especially baseball players, reach their full potential showcasing player development through data-driven analytics. That's my lingity. Take your game to the next level with the industry-leading player development tool for pitchers. Go to rapsoto.com slash johnboy or click the link in the description for a special discount up to 1000 bucks off Rapsoto's mm. hitting and pitching 2.0 units. Rapsoto.com slash johnboy. Go check out their special discount, uh, whether you're a hitter or a pitcher. We're peasing everyone now. What? We're doing shit. what? Yeah. Don't tell Trev. I won't tell Trev. Are we going to preview now? What are we, we previewing? What can we preview? The pitching matchup? A little bit. Wheeler Frambe- Framber. I almost called him Frambez. Frambez. Which I don't, I don't hate. <laughs> it's badass, dude. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wheeler, which our friend Peter, he'll jump on for a second here. You were saying this guy should have went game one. He very easily could have. a lot of things. There's some, st- there's some stats on it. It's Zach Wheeler versus Framber Valdez. Hello. Uh, game two. And, man, you, you start doing the dumb sports talk radio stuff, but if you're Houston, you got to win. Go 0-2 to this Are Philly team. Are you calling us a must-win game? To go down 0-2 to this Philly team with the juice they have, Halloween game in Philly oh, is going to be man. a disaster. Yes. All hands on deck. You have to win this game, and you are facing a guy, Zach Wheeler, mm. who in mm. his four-start span has a .51 whip. It's the lowest in any four-start span in a single postseason in MLB history. So, mm. kind of a daunting task ahead, but do you think the Astros give a fuck? Because don't make no mistake about it, people. We're talking about the Phillies, and we're we're excited for them for the comeback, and they, they snatched that game, and and we de- they deserve a lot of credit. The Astros don't care that they lost Game One. They're gonna come out. They're out for blood. This is not a team that's just gonna like, oh my gosh, we lost. We're done for the series. No chance. We've seen it too many times. They're too good. I love the stat for Wheeler, but that doesn't mean anything. This is a different team. I want to see the numbers of uh, 
Phillies hitters versus curveballs this year because they're going up against one of the best curveballs they're going to see if Framber's on where he gets into that rhythm and you know it's coming and he doesn't care that you know it's coming and he's just throwing curveball, 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 curveball. They looked good against Osby last night, right? Yeah, they did, but they looked comfy in spoiling the off-speed. So we'll see. Pizza Moylan has replaced Jake in his chair. How am I looking? You look all right. Thank you. Can you I make fill the screen better than Jake? Can I make a comment about Wheeler real quick? Yes. He is DeGrom-like if he can get his location locked in early on. And if the Astros don't score in the first four or five innings, there's going to be some panic. I really do think so. I know Jake just said, I know you just said they're the Astros, but they're also human. Debatable. So, yeah. <laughs> Guys. Yeah, no, I'm, of course, anything can happen. And, and you're, when you're facing a guy like Wheeler, I mean, it's very, very difficult. You pitchers win all the time. You're supposed to win more. And when you have a guy that has his stuff and you just mention location, if he's got both working, yeah, you tip your cap a lot of the times when you go up against him. Uptick in velo in the playoffs, mm. like a couple miles an hour too, not just. What do, what do you got on the, cause because you're talking about velo, the third time through, like later in the game, his velo has dropped. Yes. He's been able to navigate that, but is that something you think with the extra rest that he's had is not going to be a problem? Or do you think he'll still continue to have that drop because of just how late it is in the, in the uh, year? I do think that's why they gave him extra rest is he's been dealing with third time through fatigue and his numbers on the year. Five days rest versus four are are like a three three ERA versus a two two. I don't know how much I even believe in that, but I do think because they had to pull him early, that's like, hey, let's get this guy extra rest. It's still and the and the issue, it's he can still get six innings, eighty five pitches in. That's that's who he is. And but if the Ashcos can do a good enough job fighting off pitching like the Phillies did against them yesterday, then it could be. That's their, that's their number one goal is to get Wheeler out of the game and then they're a really good chance because back-to-back days with this bullpen, you know, you like your chances. Everyone's available except for Ranger, I think. I would assume I so. I don't think Ranger's going to throw again this game or maybe they go for the jugular and say, fuck it, we'll just get up 2-0 and see and we'll do the bullpen game, game three and Halloween bullpen game in Philly. I don't think well, Ranger pitches tonight. Yeah, but who who else would be their guy? Like, can Eflin go back to back? I think I think you're going to ask more of Alvarado tonight because he only threw how many pitches? BBD seven, seven, seven pitches. You can you can you can kind of empty the tank with him. You have the off day after that, so you can go a, a twenty five to thirty pitch outing out of Alvarado tonight. Uh, Sir Anthony, you're you're going to ask a lot of him too. I I could see both those guys being asked for with four to five outs. Sir Anthony apiece. with the lead in the ninth, maybe. Um, and he's really shown like those are the two guys he trusts, and like D Rob. I, I mean, we'll see what I, we'll see what kind of role they put D Rob in because he wasn't really in the plan. I mean, extra innings. He, now he's in, but in a nine inning game, he doesn't pitch. Well, well, it was tied. I mean, who's to say the Philly if they were up by one, D Rob doesn't get the ninth or Eflin's so? out early. I don't. The, I Anthony mean, if was, you if you read Topper's quotes about having D Rob, he he thinks very highly of him in those moments. Who who who's their long guy? Did I mean Brogdon got Syndergaard, Hulk Innings, Syndergaard like Syndergaard they could dip into other yeah. Gibby hasn't even seen a, an inning in this entire postseason, has he? 
To my knowledge, he hasn't. And 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 Philly fans. No, I think he did see one inning. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna share some Gibby texts at one point after the season, and they have he did been, he saw one he saw one point one against the Phillies um, when they were down three seven. Okay. The stuff he said the against stuff the Gibby Padres, says about this team and the camaraderie they have and how close they are. Like he doesn't talk about he he doesn't gas anything up. Gibby's very much a straight shooter. Uh, they are playing so close. And they're so they're like they're so behind each other, and you can tell like with the at bats that they're fucking taking, man. Like it really, you can see in the way they're playing baseball right now. Are you buying in on that? Are you a buying on the whole chemistry thing? Because I'm huge. I'm a huge chemistry guy. I had to be. I've, I've seen it, and I've seen it go well, and I've seen it go badly. So I am, and I watched the Brav the Bravos do this last year, man. It's it's a real thing. Yeah. If. It is, it is, 100%. And, you know, winning, like getting to the World Series and having this much success as a team, like helps with the chemistry. And especially, you know, they were down and out and people were counting them out and then they rallied together. That really helps create that chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, like I, th- I think they are really adopting like next man up philosophy um, on the offensive side where they're just working good at bats. Like we're not seeing massive – kind of what you'd like to call like a swings. Like we're not seeing guys get off balance. We're seeing with them work good at bats and, and, and just be professional hitters. They're going to pop some out of the park because that's who they are. But I think they're really approaching it professionally and they're, they have a really good plan up there. It's more than just the where the underdogs, we've got nothing to lose. It's they're actually believing themselves as well. I think it's fantastic. Well, they're fucking good. They're good. Yeah. No denying it really. Can I, Ask you guys. I'm trying to look up. So uh, according to this, this is stat that Fangraphs has called pitch value. That is a little odd, but the only reason I like it is because it matched the eye test of the Yankees this year, who I, I watch every at bat. Yeah. So it was like Donaldson struggled against high velo, but was good against this, blah, blah, blah. Like it says, how many runs do they produce above average hitter against this type of pitch? It's kind of convoluted. But it didn't match the eye test. Anyway, Baum has the best uh, runs produced on the Phillies versus curveballs. Okay. So that would be, and we saw him Take a get a hit of a curveball yesterday, a double down the line, and have that approach where he's just going with the pitch. Mm-hmm. Framber's going to throw a lot of curveballs. So then I went a little deeper. I looked at him versus left-handed curveballs because – it's a little much different of a path than righty curveballs. And to see the fit guys he's faced, lucky for him, he's faced Freed. Uh, he's got a pretty good lefty curveball. He's faced he doesn't have a hit off Freed, so that that's good, but a lot of takes and 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 non swings. Power takes. Underrated power takes. Peter's big. Yes, he ha- he never swung and missed at a freed um curveball. Actually, very rarely has swing and miss against left handed curveballs. The other names here, you have Quintana, Blake Snell, Julio Urias, Bumgarner. So he's seen his fair share of good ones. And he's got, I guess, a court, uh, above league average. So I guess if we're doing what to watch for is bomb versus Framber's curveball, especially if he gets into a groove against yeah. the other guys. You just need someone to wrinkle that. Yeah. It's going to be a hell of a game. I can't wait to watch the game. I mean, if it's anything like last night. <sighs> We're in for a treat. That was an amazing game. It was awesome. All right. Is Jake coming back or are we out?
we, we, uh, he's gone. We stuffed him in the closet. First of 12 bathroom trips today. Get this guy some clear eyes. My goodness. He looks great. Sorry, guys. Jake sucks. Jake sucks. He's out till four in the morning in New York City. Take your job. You guys go out again? Peter did. <laughs> <laughs>